podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Wednesday the day before we play Manchester City in the Capital One Carabao Milk Rumbleos Coca-Cola Cup, the League Cup. Uh, that is for tomorrow. For today, uh, we'll just run through the main Liverpool sites and see what's happening. Lucas Leiva has slammed irresponsible reporters over claims of his retirement. So Lucas at the moment is out of action. Um, they discovered an abnormality in his heartbeat and he is undergoing tests and treatment and we'll wait and see what happens before he makes a decision. But a Brazilian journalist has claimed he was considering his retirement already and Leiva said he still doesn't know and that the journalist needs to be more careful with what he says and he's right. I mean, this is a big decision for Lucas. I mean, he's only 35. He probably wants to play a couple more years. He's just gone back to Gremio. And likely wants to have a couple of seasons there. So for this journalist, whether it was true or not, this journalist really didn't have any right to say it because it's a private matter. And it's a more serious matter than football if it's an issue with his heart. So so the journalist should know better. Um, former Liverpool loan, sorry, Liverpool loanee fires in another stunning goal in dramatic loss to Rangers. Aberdeen lost 3-2 to Rangers last night. But Leighton Clarkson scored an absolute worldie. An absolute stunner. Arrived late on the edge of the box. Ball was played in. Defender kind of half cleared it. Really good first touch by Clarkson to set himself up on the volley. And it's an absolute stunner of a goal. If you go to Aberdeen's uh, Twitter feed, you will find the goal there. Uh, Tweeted out last night at 20 past nine or just before 20 past nine. Do check that out. That's a stunner of a goal. Um, what else do we have on the old This Is Anfield? Explaining Luis Diaz's new injury, the concerns and the return timeline. Uh, Rajpal Brar, the uh, at 3CB performance on Twitter. Uh, he's quite good for this type of stuff. He is a Chelsea fan, though, but, you know, we'll let him away with it. We'll let him away with it. The piece is good. And worth a read. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different things here as well. There's a good quiz. Name the 23-man Liverpool squad that won the 2019 Club World Cup final. That's worth doing. There's a piece about James Milner who's talked about wanting to become a coach. He's doing his uh, his A licence at the moment. So still a long path for Milner to get his his pro, etc., etc. But um, I think it's always been expected that Milner would go into coaching at some point. I still think he might just drop down the leagues and keep playing because 
that just seems to be the type of person he is. It'd be surprised if he just stopped. But you never know. Uh, Liverpool.com. Jurgen Klopp should make bold Man City decision as brand new duo can prosper. Right. What's this? Christ, they get some crappy pop-ups on that Liverpool.com website. Um, who is this about? Oh, it's about playing Besetic and Naby Keita. Um, no, I would start Fabinho personally, and I would try and win the game rather than playing Kid. I would be starting at Naby. Fine, I'd go Naby, Fabinho, Thiago in midfield. I think that's fine. Uh, Liverpool should make ruthless transfer call that can lead to Jurgen Klopp boost. This is about Naby and Ox. I'm going to assume it says that Liverpool should try and sell them both in January. That doesn't work. They've got six months left in the deal. No one's going to give you a decent fee for them. So in all likelihood, you're going to get five or ten million each. They're probably more valuable in the squad over the course of the second half of the season. Liverpool transfer of next Lionel Messi adds up as Jurgen Klopp needs Erling Haaland, needs star that Erling Haaland loves. Uh, this is about Yusofa Makoko, who's a, an absolute star in the making at Borussia Dortmund. He's out of contract in the summer. Liverpool have been linked. And there's been talk that Klopp has already met him. He does look a real star. He does look a real, real star. And he seems to have a good head in his shoulders. Whenever he talks about his career, he's very focused. His decision will be made on where he feels he's going to play most. Uh, He's just turned 18. And if you ask people that watch a lot of youth football and you know, keep track of these things, they'll tell you that him and Endrick, the young 16-year-old that Real Madrid have just signed, they're the, the two big stars of the future. So, yeah, if we can get him, it would be it would be an outstanding signing, you'd have to imagine. Uh, Liverpool sent transfer reminder by ideal Jurgen, sorry, by ideal Roberto Firmino heir as Jurgen Klopp should make move. Ilman and Njai oh I'd be all over this Ilman and Njai of Sheffield United is a very very talented player I don't know if I'd call him the ideal Firmino wear but I I can see the logic in it he is a 10 who can play as a 9 I can see the logic in it I do like him and he's at a contract in 2024 so you'll probably get him a decent price this coming summer um, I I would be in favor of that as a good squad addition. If he's your, say your sixth attacker, you're going to be in great shape. If if we could land him and Makoko to go with Salah, Darwin, Diaz, and Jota, that would be very very good. Makoko is the backup to Salah, the successor to Salah, and Jai as kind of. Not the well, yeah, kind of the backup to Darwin, but Jota's the primary backup nine, but also the primary left winger. If he's the fifth or sixth forward, I think it's a great deal. Um, he's a very good player. He really is. 
Chelsea and Jose Mourinho have shown Liverpool another transfer source, transfer source that FSG can use. Oh, it's the idea of signing players from Norway. Uh, David Datro Fafana apparently on his way to Chelsea from Molde. And Ola Solbakken is joining AS Roma from uh, Bodo Glimt. He's a talented player. Yeah, I mean, the Scandinavian leagues, not just Norway, but Norway, Denmark, Sweden, there is a lot of talent in those leagues. And this is where I'd love us to have uh, a network of teams, that multi-club model, because you could buy some of these players, you know, before they really pop in those Scandinavian leagues and the price goes to 10 or 12 million. You could maybe get them for four or five million and develop them yourselves in one of your secondary teams. So, for example, let's just say that Harrison Blitzer buy us. Well, Blitzer owns Bronby. So you could improve the scouting network of Bronby. You could be bringing players to there. And then from there, you can filter them to Europe, to Augsburg, let's say. And if they do well there, then you can look at moving them to Liverpool. It's definitely something that we should be doing. The, one of the one of the failings of FSG is not pursuing that multi-club model. I know they did look into it. They looked at Austria and I think Portugal for clubs that they could buy, and they, they never went ahead with it for whatever reason. It's something they should have done. It would have fit the model of what they wanted to do really, really well, and they could have gotten a jump on a lot of these younger players. I mean, it could have been a way to get Haaland back in the day when he was leaving Malmo or Molde, Molde to go to Salzburg, you could have got him if you had a, let's say you had a good, decent-sized club in Portugal or wherever. That could have been the move for him to make. It's definitely something that we need to be doing under our next owner, regardless of who it is. What else do they have on Liverpool.com? Uh, Emre Chan should prompt further Liverpool transfer reminder. Uh, Emre is on his way to Benfica on a loan with an obligation to buy. I think that's a good move for him. Um, could he be going there to replace Enzo? Different type of player. But Possibly. Possibly. Liverpool battle Man City for Arsenal star as move for exciting Jurgen Klopp target ruled out. So the Arsenal star is going to be Bakayo Saka, you would imagine. Um, yeah, it is Bakayo Saka, according to Dean Jones, who is you know not the most reliable of sources. It's well known that Liverpool like Bakayo Saka. It's well known that City are fairly obsessed with Saka as well. Um... The Jurgen Klopp target is uh, Kvitsa Kvartskelia of Napoli, who Napoli aren't going to sell. And then what have we got? Backroom exit complete. 
Bournemouth manager Gary O'Neill has confirmed the capture of Liverpool Academy coach Tim Jenkins. Jenkins was an assistant coach for Liverpool's under-18s and also served as an analyst at the AXA Training Centre. O'Neill worked with him during his own six-month spell at Anfield during the summer of 2020 and the start of 2021, and now he has formally announced that Jenkins will be part of his backroom staff. Yeah, fair play. Fair play. Uh, it should also be pointed out that, as I as I did point out on the recent Money Talks at Mo Chatra, Ed Rice, the partnerships manager, was not the partnerships manager. He was a partnerships manager, one of about six at the club. So I'm not sure why his departure is being made out to be some sort of important thing. Um, Ian Graham leaving is a big deal. Ed Rice is is with respect. I'm sure he's very good at his job. It's not a huge deal for us. Um, Anfieldindex.com There's a few pieces actually, a few new pieces. Let's have a look. January scouting report, Weston McKenney piece put together by David Davis. Give that one a look. Uh, Virgil van Dyke, all eyes on the second half of the season. Also by David Davis. Why Naby Keita's time at Liverpool should be up this summer. Piece by Young Henry. Can Naby secure his Liverpool future and stop the Reds bleeding money is a counterpiece put together by Stephen Smith. So some good pieces there. Give them a read. There is also a Scouser Tommy's podcast. There's also the New Money Talks that myself and Mo Chatter did. Um, so give that a listen. It's about two hours long, so you might want to listen in parts. But I think it's quite good. Um, last thing before I go. So the aggregator sites started tweeting out, uh, the aggregator Twitter accounts, I should say, started tweeting out about a comment from Bill Simmons regarding FSG and LeBron James buying the Las Vegas NBA expansion team. That's something I've mentioned a few times, including on that podcast by Mo Chatra, uh, with Mo Chatra rather. That news has been, or that talk has been in the in the atmosphere and the ether for probably a year now. And I've been saying it for about a year now, that, that I think that will be their next move. They will buy an NBA team. I thought they might jump in on the Phoenix Suns. As it turned out, the Suns have been sold and the price was a bit rich for what FSG would probably like to do. Plus FSG don't actually have the money to do it right now without selling us. I didn't think the Suns would get sold this quickly, but they have been. So FSG and the Las Vegas expansion franchise. Now it's not decided yet that Vegas is getting an expansion franchise. It won't be decided until 2024 when there will likely be two NBA expansion franchises announced. There are three cities really in... There's kind of four cities in the running, but there's three cities really in really in the running. So there's Louisville, Kentucky, or Louisville, Kentucky. I think, is it Louisville? They're not really in the running. They would like it, but they're not going to get it, right? So forget them for a second. It's going to be West Coast because the balance of what makes sense is to put the three teams on the West Coast and move Minnesota and Memphis into the East Coast, into the Eastern Conference, and add the two new teams to the Western Conference. So, 
the three cities that are really in for it are Seattle, who had the Supersonics, who got bought by a businessman from Oklahoma City. And despite his promises that he was going to keep the team in Seattle, he moved them to Oklahoma City in, I want to say, 2009. Yeah, I think it was 2009. Um, they had the first year of Kevin Durant. So whatever, whenever Kevin Durant's rookie year ended, they went to Oklahoma City. There is Vegas, obviously. For many years, the major sports leagues in America refused to allow a team in Vegas. But we've seen the Las Vegas Golden Knights in the NHL. We've seen the Raiders move from Oakland to Vegas in the NFL. The NBA wants a piece of the action now. So that's one of the cities that's getting strong consideration. But the third one is Mexico City. And the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, really wants a team in Mexico City and sees the possibility for greater greater global growth by putting a team in Mexico City, believing that it will connect with the Hispanic world more so than a team in Vegas. So I think I think Adam Silver would prefer Seattle because the NBA owes Seattle a team and Mexico City. If Mexico City get a team, it's going to most likely be owned by people like Carlos Slim. There's a very rich group of investors already in place to take on that team. If it's Seattle, you're probably looking at a bunch of Seattle-based businessmen. Maybe someone like Jeff Bezos gets involved. It's unlikely that FSG would get that franchise. So for them, it would need to be Vegas. And if it is Vegas, it's likely them and and, and LeBron. People have said, oh, this, this means that the sale is close to done. Liverpool are almost sold. No, it doesn't mean that at all. And the people saying that they've heard that, you know, the deal is progressing quickly. Maybe it is, but this is not proof of that. This is completely unconnected to that. And here's why. Expansion talk, expansion negotiations with the existing owners hasn't actually begun yet and likely won't begin until the end of this current NBA season, which is the summer of 2023, at which point decisions will need to be made on, you know, how many expansion teams are they going to allow? The likely number is two. I don't imagine they'll allow three because they'll want to keep an even number of teams in the league. So, from there, they will then invite pitches, tenders, basically, from different parties in different cities. And while I've said there's three cities who are mainly in the running, and there's Louisville, there could be other cities and other groups that come forward. It's been suggested that there could be a bid coming from Kansas City and St. Louis, like a joint sort of bid where the team would split their home stands between Kansas City and St. Louis, playing, you know, 20 and one, one season, 21 and the other. And then the following season doing the opposite. There's been suggestions it could just be Kansas City or it could just be um, St. Louis. There's been some suggestions that it might be another Canadian team even though the Vancouver Grizzlies didn't work out, that there might now be a better opportunity 
for a team in Vancouver, given there's no team in Seattle now. But I would bet a substantial amount of money that Seattle is guaranteed one of the teams. So therefore, that will rule out Vancouver. Montreal has been mentioned as well. So that's a possibility. I'm not sure the interest would really be there. But you never know. The guy wants us to have the Ottawa Ostriches. I'm going to say that there's actually, there's probably a rule in place that means there can't be another team in the province of Ontario. Because I know that there's rules in certain states in America where teams have bought um, bought franchises, where groups have brought, bought new franchises and been able to block any other teams coming into their state. I know Minnesota has that. There can't be, not that, the, not that anyone would, would want to put another team in Minnesota, but if somebody announced they wanted to create the St. Paul storm or something, you, you couldn't do it. Anyway, um, so it'll be 2024 before it's announced who's getting the franchises. At the earliest, it'll be 2024. Which means they won't actually have to pay until 2025 and 2026 because the team wouldn't start playing until 2026. Now, someone asked me the question of would they not have to build an arena? Well, in Seattle, there is already an existing arena, the key arena, the former arena of the um, the Sonics. And the likelihood would be that a Seattle team would play there and then build a new stadium um, somewhere down the line. In Mexico, there is already an existing stadium ready to go. In Vegas, there are two basketball stadiums ready to go. They do not need to build one. The Thomas and Mack Center is a basketball stadium that's also used for other events like concerts and boxing and UFC and whatever else. But it is primarily used as a basketball arena and it is the home of the University of Nevada in Las Vegas running Rebels basketball team. And that would be one option. The other is the... T-Mobile Arena, which is mostly known for boxing and for UFC. It's also the home of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, but it was designed primarily as a basketball arena. So no, FSG wouldn't need to build a stadium. So therefore, they don't need the money in advance. The stadiums are already there. What they could do themselves is say, we'll play in this stadium for two years while we build our stadium but that will mean they wouldn't need to have their own stadium ready till 2028. So no, there is no correlation between FSG wanting to buy this NBA franchise and a sale being sped up. I do believe that the reason they're selling is because they want to buy an NBA franchise, but it won't put a rush on things because they won't need to pay the expansion fee until 2025 and 2026 the team would start playing in October of 2026 which is nearly four full years away so no don't believe what you hear on social media Bill Simmons by the way is speculating it's an educated guess as was mine because it's been out there it's been mentioned by a number of people if you 
follow Boston Sports. If you keep in touch with the Boston message boards, if you listen to what's been said on different podcasts by people in the know, that's where you get that information. That's where I got that information, is that that's what they have planned to do. They want to do Fenway Corners first, and then do this. But it it has no correlation to them speeding up a sale for Liverpool. It has absolutely nothing to do... Like, they don't need to pay for the team now, the basketball team now. They don't need to pay for it next year. They don't need to pay for it in 2024. They need to pay in 25. They need to probably pay a down payment in 2024. It might be 200 million. But the majority of the expansion fees will be paid in two lumps, one in 2025 and one in 2026, before the 2026 season starts, which would be the first team, the first season of that team, because that's how they do it. It's not like you're given a team and you start playing in two months. You start playing in two years. So, yeah, just wanted to say that, wanted to clear that up for some people, because there seemed to be some confusion on social media yesterday, but just don't believe what you see on Twitter. Right, that'll do. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.